Super Speedway. Every time. Every time. Welcome to episode 233 of the Super Speedway podcast, recorded Tuesday, April 26th, 2022. I'm your host, Eric Young, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. And James, I cannot ever give up an opportunity for some good Kyle Busch audio. Uh, that uh, was that was when he got dumped and uh, and went back backwards. Because, well, uh, I, I thought that was you when you noticed the typo in the uh, notes <laughs> right? when you logged in. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's just Eric. Just, that's normal. That's every time we log on to, the, to do the pod. I figured it was only fitting we're going to have some Kyle Busch audio later. We might as well start it with some Kyle Busch audio, too. Oh, so. uh, Kyle. We, I thought he was going to be our lead news story this week, but nope. Yeah. I don't know if he's the lead news story anymore. We'll find out. Yeah. I, well, he's first on the list, but... Uh... We'll find out when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if we get to the list. Right. That's the thing. We have to get to the list. That's and true. then we'll see. We'll see where we go. That is true. Oh, man, Eric, what a day, what yeah. a weekend, Talladega. Yeah, I, I mean, and wow. surprisingly, the biggest news coming out of Talladega has nothing to do with Talladega. Well, that's usually, the, that's been the normal that uh, is true. last handful of years since that the pandemic true. started. Yeah. Um, Holy smokes. Yeah, Talladega. We, uh, Ross Chastain, the melon man. Right? It done. Two wins this season for Trackhouse, two wins for Ross Chastain. Wins it in the car that he won at Coda with. <laughs> I mean, Jeez. I don't and know, just man. Like, just like Coda, Daniel Suarez uh, outlapped him. Yeah. And he led one. He led the last one, the one that mattered, and uh, got it. <laughs> got the win again. The seas parted. Yeah. As, uh, he didn't do anything. He didn't have to do anything. Just to hold the wheel. Yep. Yep. Jeez. Straight through. He said, what did he say in the press conference about... Um, he he said he was going to hold his line no matter what and i call bs on that that that's not the ross chastain i know yeah very, very well he just had the opportunity that was presented well how about was, the ross chastain was, earlier in the race that decided to run right through the middle of the pack in oh order to get gosh. the lucky dog <laughs> yeah I mean. that was interesting <laughs> i wonder if boy you know I, i'm glad you brought that up because i wanted to talk about that i i wonder if nascar will may actually say something about that since he admitted what he did on purpose yeah i don't know because that was um that nobody, was nobody wrecked to, right nobody wrecked but that was as close to the big one as i think we got all day uh kudos to the drivers for not crashing but it was uh that was insane i couldn't believe he did it you know what i think was and the biggest win of the weekend it. he admitted to it what's that the biggest win of the weekend was i don't think we had a single yellow line penalty no yellow line penalty no i no big one too not I the cup race wanna, <laughs> not yeah not if you want to count the joey logano big one um, see so here's my my take on that everybody keeps having the discussion as was that a big one or not nine cars i think were involved in it the thing is is to me that's a restart wreck yeah that's not you gotta go you gotta be going fast to have the big one if you I agree. if you have a wreck like you can have a wreck like that at michigan you can have a wreck like that at phoenix i mean anywhere where you have a wreck on a restart is going to take out a bunch of cars that's not a super speedway big one that is yeah. just a wreck. That's a restart wreck. Yep. So, yep. Yep. but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a mess. <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Mess it was. Yep. We ran the entire final stage in the cup race without a caution, which is incredible. Um, I, it, they tried I, to wreck a bunch of times, but uh, yeah, well, I guess they did wreck at the end. True. Yes. Yeah. Everybody seems to gloss over the fact that we had three wrecks coming to the line. 
Yeah, there was yeah a carnage. Um, <laughs> but Wallace is heaving over and yeah. all sorts of other nonsense. But yeah, um, I heard on I listened to the teardown and and Bianchi said that was the the longest green flag stretch to the finish that a super speedway has had since two thousand four yep. at Daytona, the Pepsi four hundred. So that that's a long time, Eric. It's almost twenty years we're talking for a long green flag run. And and the great part about it is. We've had a couple of stinkers as far as how the cars performed recently. Uh, this was a good race, and I don't mind caution-free racing if that's what it looks like, uh, because that was that was good. I know I know like Blaney said, it's hard to pass out there, but um, man, that was some really good high-level driving uh, all the way to the finish. I, I really thought that was that was our guys at the top of their game. The first there. time I heard somebody say that we went the final stage without a caution, I'm like, that's not right. But yeah. it is. It's right. And yep. that's how good the racing was, is you kind of forgot that there was, wasn't a caution. Um, yep. And actually, I think would have probably heard it if there, if there was. The thing is, is what it, all it takes is one caution. And as soon yes. as you get that one, then you get the repetitive wrecks at the end of these races. And the fact See that we didn't have series. one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that that's what made the racing better at the end, I think. Um, yes, you know, sure. I, I agree. I think that the, the racing looked really good. Um, there's a lot of people on the inside of the industry that say that that is uh that's kind of an anomaly it, it looked better than it than it actually was because they were having so much trouble passing Man, so i don't, I don't know. know um I, don't know. I saw comers and goers eric i don't that's kind of what know. i thought too but i kind of trust those guys a little bit too so i don't know um i will well, say and, that and i think I, I will say that it was obvious that everybody left daytona and went we need to make these cars stabilized and mm-hmm. uh, came with a completely different setup for this race than they did at Daytona because yeah. these cars were solid. Yeah, and I think what we saw too, Eric, that these teams are going to continue to play with, um, again, the evolution of the car, kind of what you were saying there, but also the pack stayed tight yes. for the most part, especially during that last stage. And when Eric Jones was leading... Um, yeah, he really had control and it, he could control from the high line and the low line. And what ended up happening was the pack finally broke up in turn three for the first time, you know, really in that long run. And it caused chaos because right. the guys were just so tight and crammed in there um, that that's pretty much what cost him the race was the pack broke up behind him and then everybody was able to get a run. Um, but yeah, we didn't see, you know, even the start of the race, if you think about it, we had, you know, we had 39 cars under a blanket for, you know, the first handful of laps of the race. Really, there was no, you know, usually you see a couple of stragglers coming back to the pack, but everybody stayed close, double file. Uh, we never saw that long line running the top. Nobody settled in in this race. Everybody, I think the cars were so stable, they could run side by side without too much, too much risk. And obviously it worked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I again, from, from, my point of view, I thought the racing was really good. Um, I don't need the big one at Talladega. I mean, I got plenty of car- carnage. <laughs> the racing yeah, was good. Was carnage. So yeah. I, I can't complain. I was, I mean, pretty happy. We kept, uh, we had two, you know, an Xfinity race and a cup race where we kept all the cars on the ground. That was good. Um, yep. Notice I didn't mention the Arca race, but. Uh, <laughs> nah, yeah, that was us. Yeah. <sighs> but uh, that, that race. Broken, always... broken leg in that race. Yeah. In that accident. Yeah. That race always scares the crap out of me. And that. Yeah, the... that is a scary race. They got real lucky that the car that went airborne didn't turn over because it was close. You can't get much yeah. closer to turning over than that. Well, and since we're talking about Rex, I think the biggest hit of the day was Chase Briscoe. Um, 
side impact. Thankfully, the, the passenger side of the car, but he got hit a couple of times and really got slammed. Um, I think it was by Chris Busher on the high side uh, earlier, I guess, towards the end of stage one. Um, that was a huge, that seemed like a huge impact. I, I don't, and I don't know, maybe this was just my naked eye lying to me, but I, I don't see the energy dissipating from these cars like it did in the old car they just seem very rigid yeah even when they crash they they seem very very rigid well you can see uh, like when if they if they like transition from the banking or if they hit something they the old car would like almost flex. flex yeah this yeah. thing is just stiff yeah. and i think that's translating to you know sore drivers when they get out afterwards because we've seen we've heard a lot of drivers talk about big hits this year. Fortunately, we haven't had any injuries as a result. And maybe, I mean, maybe that, okay, yeah, you feel it more, but it's still, you know, it's still safe per se. I -hmm. hope, I mean, um, I guess. Well, think about, um, well, let's use Bubba Wallace as our example too. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've seen cars hit on that angle for many years and after the COT came along and, and, uh, you know, the evolution of the gen six, um, those front impacts, that's the what, what was it called what do they call it, eric the widow widow's mark or whatever yeah, I, can't I can't remember, remember exactly but but that type of impact is the impact that killed dale earnhardt mm-hmm. and uh, it's just it's just a really rough angle for a guy to, to hit on and it doesn't look like a large impact but you see somebody like bubba wallace you see we're used to seeing the other cars take hits like that and drivers be completely fine right uh where with this machine you know bubba wallace needed a needed a few minutes to catch his breath afterwards and even said on the radio he's not sure how many of those he can take right uh, you know whether you like bubba or not and believe him or not i i tend to believe a guy if he's been in a wreck yeah know, to, to say like hey that hurt um and, and just because we haven't seen it in a long time doesn't mean it doesn't hurt i think i think there's some val- some validity there absolutely yeah i mean we've seen some big hits and heck bubba's been a few of them so oh yeah um somebody's testing the strength of these cars it's certainly bubba wallace yeah he's been one of them yep um Austin Dillon performed well. Uh, so, heck, Kyle Larson's worth mentioning. Fifth, fourth place finish for Kyle Larson yeah. on a super speedway. That's amazing. One, one too many moves. Yeah. He, made, he, he made the mistake at the end, and I, I think um, I think if he stays down, he probably is the winner of this race. Yeah, and uh, also he, he, Denny Hamlin wouldn't be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think Larson, you know, he was really happy with this run, his first ever top five at yeah. Super Speedway. I know he's pumped about that, but um, yeah, definitely had this one. And, and a lot of people calling him dirty for the, for some of the moves he's made uh, this season. And a lot of people didn't like that one either, but, yeah. you know, I, I don't There's know. There's no man. such thing Guys as a are, dirty move on a Super Speedway. I'm sorry. No, it's everybody's, just... everybody's blocking out there. Yeah, yeah. And I think he it was definitely an aggressive move and it wiped out the 2311 guys, but um yeah, it, it's aggressive, but all these guys are, I mean, they're really aggressive. We saw Brad Kozlowski being super aggressive again Yeah, in, in certain stints. So I, I have no problem with it, but yeah, Brad, good run. Absolutely. Brad Kozlowski really fast in this race, just on pit road two, and not on the track. Two pit road penalties. <laughs> killed him. Yeah. Killed <sighs> him. But Man. you could see, you know, when, when, when Blaney says guys had a hard time passing, you know, I think Keselowski was the exception to that, I guess, showing that aggression, like right. really pushing Joey Logano um, to the point of, it was a bit extreme, but you could, you know, I think you could, if, if you wanted to press the issue, I think we saw flashes of that. And I wonder if, if, and when we get to Daytona um, for the, for the cutoff race, if we're going to see a lot more of that. 
Well, I mean, Brad did better than here than Daytona because he at least didn't wreck everybody he pushed this time. <laughs> right. Uh, so that, that was a big plus. Uh, yeah. You mentioned Eric Jones in the notes. Uh, we got to talk about Eric Jones. Man, leading coming off a turn four a and finishes sixth. <laughs> I mean, Eric, I was, I, I know, full disclosure, Eric's probably my favorite guy to root for. Yeah. And man, I wanted it so bad for him to get this. I want him to get this monkey off his back because I think I God he can do it. And that teams were running pretty good. Well, come on, and you can't not you can't not root for the forty three team too. You know and he was yeah, and he was driving that thing sideways. Yeah, you know he definitely wasn't. You want to talk about somebody who has wrecked multiple times in this race? Eric Jones was wrecked <laughs> yeah, was multiple times and never spun out. Yeah, I had a, I, I finally, Eric, it's, it's been a while, but I found myself in a conundrum while he was leading late and it was Jones, Larson and Byron all <laughs> up front. And I go, who do I want to win this one? I, these are, <laughs> these are probably my three favorite guys out here and, and ended up saying this needs to be Eric Jones. And, uh, you know, we talked about the pack breaking up behind him, but, um, you know, he, he said he, he thinks he didn't listen to his spotter, but I, I don't know. I think that once the pack broke up, I think they were getting a run on him. I don't think there's anything he could do. No, he was too far out, man. He was too yeah, far out down the back stretch. Just yep. wasn't going to happen. And that's, I mean, honestly, James, how, when was the last time we saw somebody leading down the back stretch on one of these races that it won the race? Work. It doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. You're either, you either get wrecked or you get passed. There's no yeah. in between. Well, and I, and I think too, you know, if you're, it depends on who, who you are in this series. But if you went to Eric Jones and that 43 team and said, Hey, listen, you're going to be leading uh, with half a lap to go at Talladega. You're going to take that a hundred times out of a hundred and deal with the consequences no matter what. And you, you know, you got to get yourself in position no matter what that is. And I I think they were in the right spot for them. But again, you know, like you said, Eric, it, you know, the leaders just a sitting duck out there mm-hmm. for, you know, most of the time. But, you know, if, if things break a little bit differently, I mean, look, Ross Chastain was not in the best spot to win that race. The C's never part like that no. in the trial. You know, he wasn't supposed to win this race, but, you know, good fortune. And, and, you know, he got the lucky dog and he was in position and that's super speedway racing. We're going to, you know, get the Joey Logano clip out, but that's uh <laughs> You know, that that's that's what happens in these races, Eric. You you can it, it really is a roll of the dice. And if your number comes up, it comes up. Yeah, I think, and, and so, you know, there's guys who are really good at this. Well, the and, skill and Eric, is the skill is to put yourself there with the white flag. Yes. If you can be in the top, if you can consistently be in the top like six at the white flag, you're a great restrictor plate racer or super speedway racer. And the yeah. rest is luck. <laughs> well, and look at Eric Jones or excuse me, look at Kyle Larson. Yeah, he is an inexperienced super speedway racer in this situation. He's mm-hmm. never there, and he made a huge error. Yep, um, that could pretty much cost him the race. And you think about it, somebody like Michael McDowell, you know, he's constantly found himself in position. And that one time his number got called at Daytona, he was right there for the taking. Yep, kind of you know similar to how Chastain won this race. So yep. you know, you just got to be well. It's Bub- gotta, Bubba Wallace yeah. last year. You know, I mean, yeah. he got on a rainout, but he raced to the finish of it. Everybody drove like crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's it's just it, it doesn't happen very often where it's the same guy that has his number drawn. You've got your Denny Hamlins, you've got your Dale Earnhardt Juniors, and Keselowski. And yeah, Keselowski. Yep. These guys that that managed to make the right moves at the right point, but someday, someday Ryan Blaney. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. He's always there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I was thinking too, your your boy, Justin Haley in the Xfinity series, uh, always seems to find himself yep. in the right spot and has a lot of experience. That's why I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he stole a cup race at one of these, mm-hmm. one of these, uh, venues too. Corey LaJoy is another one that always seems to find Bowman, his way up there. Or, um, Byron, yep. Byron, you know, if you count Atlanta too, he's done this twice, uh, as well. So yeah, there's, there's guys who find themselves in the right spots. David Reagan was another one back in the day. He would, you know, he would somehow find his way <laughs> in there. Yep. Uh, so that, that, you know, new car or not, that hasn't gone away. Yep. Uh, we had some engine issues. Tyler Reddick finishes 39th with an engine issue with the RCR car. Um, so some issues there trying to think what else is really worth mentioning in this race. Well, there was the, we talked about the Logano issue with the crash. Um, and who was somebody was out there. Oh, Stenhouse Stenhouse with the toe completely knocked out, decided to take another lap around and delayed us a couple of times. So, right. Um, the, uh, the Rick Ware racing cars took each other out. Oh my gosh. Cody Ware, Cody Ware on pit road at the first pit stop. (laughs) Um, Christopher Bell kind of wrecked himself coming off pit road with Kyle. Yep. That cost him. Yep. Yeah. That cost him the the finish too. Yep. Cause he lost the draft. And, could have been, and a, could have been our caution, but they, uh, nope. they left it green. Never, gave, so. never got it. Yeah. Um, stage winners, you know, uh, because of, uh, some of the cautions too, that we had, but bubble wall stage one, yep. uh, Byron stage two, um, you know, a, lot, a little bit of strategy going on there, but you know, most of your, most of your guys you would expect throughout the day were, were all the way up there and got a lot of guys leading laps. We mentioned Suarez, we mentioned, uh, we mentioned Byron and Blaney again, you know, all those guys, t- typical guys you, you see leading these laps. I, I was going to note too, uh, how, how did Denny Hamlin run out of gas <laughs> at the end? What was that? I guess they didn't get it full. full. Um, I, mean, I don't know, man, this, that team just can't finish a race right now. You know, they're, they are lucky. They got that win. Yeah. I mean, that is, they are Eric. We're 10 races in. They have one top 10. It's the yep. win. That's it. Yep. Man, he's 24th in points. He's going to end up having to fight for 30th in points if he's not careful here. Good, my goodness. They are terrible. He'll be more in touch with his feelings though after this weekend. Well, yes. Um, you know, you're you're noting all these finishes and and where they ran. Again, you mentioned Ross Chastain with the win, one lap led. Uh, he only okay. placed in stage 2 in the top 10. He finished ninth in stage 2. Uh, stage 1 nowhere to be found. So, um, yep. yeah, you Is can the- run good. It don't matter till the end. Is that the first time in NASCAR history back-to-back winners only led one lap? I, I think that's what I had read, but I don't want to be proven wrong. But, yeah, so it is an interesting stat no matter what. Back-to-back winners, one lap led on the day. The most important one. That's all that matters. So when is or is the track house bubble going to burst? Boy, they got they keep and, bringing good stuff. And Eric. do we count this? Because it's a, it's a super speedway win. So, I mean, there's an yeah, element of count. luck there. Yeah, wins count. Wins count. We're not taking we're not taking Atlanta away from Byron. At least I'm not. Um, we're not taking Daytona away from Cindric. Right. So, uh, so is Ross Chastain a legitimate title contender? He's got to be not, right. No, nah, I'm not there yet. Really? I'm not there yet. No, he's a he's a he's a definite top ten in points guy though. Didn't they run? So really, I guess they ran well at Phoenix, didn't they? Trackhouse. Yeah, I mean they're running good everywhere. Yeah, they're leading laps. All I mean Suarez is going to win a race. If they keep it up, he's been, he's been up front a lot too. He just kind of has been snake bit a little bit. Um, this team is not a gosh, Eric, they went from remember last year, man, watch track house. Keep an eye on track house. 
Well, and the thing to keep in mind, are. though, is too, and, and Jordan Bianchi mentioned this, I, I believe it was on, on the teardown, uh, or maybe it was Jeff Gluck, but it was Gluck. I just listened to it. <laughs> yeah, I listened to it today too. They, you got to remember that this is not a new team. This is basically it Chip, it's basically yep. Chip Ganassi racing. Yep. So I think they're getting unfairly viewed as an underdog. Not that Chip Ganassi racing was lightning they, and fires or anything, but they were yeah. they would win a race or two a year. Um, I, I would say though, but let, you know, yes, that's true. I, I agree with that hundred percent. They've got good resources now. Um they're they they're escalating quickly. Coupled with the year, new car and two really talented drivers. I mean, there's no argument absolutely. that Ross Chastain's a talented driver. We know Ross Chastain, yeah. We know Suarez is, so yeah, Suarez is a champion in the in the top three series of, of NASCAR. He's he's good, man. Um these are good drivers. This is a good organization. They have a lot of funding and backing. Uh, they have escalated very quickly, but they they were not messing around last year either. Like, right. you know, they had some really shining moments, mm-hmm. um, you know, last year too. This 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 is a well put together machine. Yeah. You know, I, I would, you know, I would say maybe since Stuart Haas was formed, we haven't seen a, a new team, quote unquote, right? Right. Um, you know, I guess... Not, we, it, not we had either, a similar yeah. situation over there where you had sort of an established team that came in with some yep. extra resources and now became a powerhouse. You bring in, exactly. And, and you bring in two talented drivers, Ryan Newman and Tony Stewart, and yep. you you build an organization up with really talented people all over the place. And all of a sudden you're competing for championships and race wins. Um, Trackhouse is definitely in the conversation. I, I, I am not ready to put them in the championship contender category yet, but... You know, he's got the most wins in the series with Byron right now. So, yeah. you know, two, what are you gonna... two drivers with multiple wins. William Byron and Ross Chastain both have two yep. wins. Nobody yes. else. Um, and then, I mean, the list of drivers that haven't won a race yet is incredible. Um, yes. You know, a lot of big names that we'd expect to have wins at this point. Yep. No Truex, no Chase Elliott. Yeah. No Harvick, Blaney. Um, gosh, go down the list. Kurt, you know, you could take Kurt Busch if you want. Uh, so, yeah, Keselowski. You know, there's a lot of guys who need to win. Yep. Um, this is this is incredible to me, too, because they are succeeding in a in a crazy good way. Whereas you know, compared to Roush Fenway, Keselowski Racing, um, which is still struggling. Yeah. You know, they came out of the box fast, but they they don't have this type of speed. Yeah, um, yeah. Brad so, yeah, is this, living the fears that I had for him in yeah, that organization. I think, yeah, I think they'll be okay eventually. This is just it's going to be a tough first year, and that's yeah. okay. That's okay. I hope so, man. I hate to see I hate to see Brad do the Daryl Waltrip and end his career with his own team and just struggle. Yeah. You know, I, I just think he's too talented and he's he's too smart to let this slip. You know, yeah. Daryl wasn't so talented I, though, right? Well, Daryl was at a different phase of his career too. <laughs> at that, point. I know he was still winning races at that point. I mean, yeah, he was still he a was, race winner when he moved. To his yeah, own but team. he was in his he was in his late forties. This is yeah, but that was know. late forties, man. That was prime back then. Yeah, I I know. You had Harry Gant out there winning races still. I know what you, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I get it. I get it. No, I I'm with you. I think there's definitely time to turn it around. Um, I think this year is not going to be the year it happens. I mean, they're so far in the hole right now that yeah. I mean, it, it well, they, at this point, I mean, you you still get a win and get in, but I don't know at this point. Daytona's Daytona's still on the schedule. Yeah, you know, yeah. You put over. all your bags in that basket, though. I guess. Yeah. You know. We've so. seen it happen before. <laughs> um, anything else with, uh, Oh, how, how do you think, how was it watching Dale jr. In the booth of Fox? Oh man, he was great. I thought yep. that was excellent. 
Yeah, he's good. And and it elev- ele- uh, elevated Boyer yeah. as well. I mean, I yeah. don't think Boyer's done a bad job. I thought I think Boyer's been good all season. I've been impressed with Boyer on his own. Um, I like. I really thought having the talent of Mike Joy with mm-hmm. the abilities that Junior has as an, as an analyst mixed the with NCAA Boyer's insight. goofiness, which isn't over the top goofiness like we yeah. used to see with Daryl. Um, I just thought it was a really good balance. It was so refreshing to see um, when we weren't in commercial yeah. to, to watch. <laughs> yeah, junior is junior is just solid, man. Yeah. He's gotten very good at it. He's got the reps now. I'm really glad NBC let him come over and, and do a super speedway race. He's just so smart. Um, He's NASCAR's comes... Troy Aikman. Yeah. I mean, Tony Romo, right? Or Tony He's, Romo. That's he, not, not Troy yeah. Aikman. Tony, yeah, Tony well, Romo. Troy, yeah. Well, Troy, he'll, he'll take Troy Aikman's paychecks. Right. I'll tell you that. <laughs> So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Troy Aikman's another, I mean, yeah, same, same class of guys, yeah. um, you know, that, that are really good at what they do, really valuable and, um, just bring a lot of credibility. Yeah. He was great. He was great. And, and I'll add to Clinton Boyer driving Davey Allison's car was probably my favorite moment of the weekend. Seeing the 28 car go around the track, man, it looked good. It was so cool to see that back out there that I thought that was my favorite part of the whole weekend, honestly. Yeah. That was pretty cool. It was great. <clears throat> Um, we're going to talk about the Xfinity race, but while we're talking about the broadcast, uh, big shout out to Coleman Presley and the Xfinity series as well. Um, did a really good job of, of analyzing what was going to happen at certain points in the race and then having mm-hmm. it immediately happen as he analyzed it. was as going the to. Tony Romo. Yeah. yeah, it was, that was, <laughs> it was very cool. I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's not really something that you'd think of. Yeah. Let's have a spotter do, do the broadcast, but, um, especially at a super speedway like this, they're so important there. It was, it was pretty cool to see that as well. They, so, yeah. And the spotters see things develop that others can't, yeah. and they see the, they see the whole track in a way that we are, they're looking at things we're not looking at. Yeah. So they're I mean, trained. that's what they train to do. We've blasted Fox a lot, but I got to give them some credit for, for having good people in the booth this weekend. It was pretty cool to see. And yeah, you know, there's a story um, about how the whole Dale jr. Thing happened. And mm-hmm. a lot of it had to do with the USFL and the relationship between Fox and NBC that, that started that whole process. And uh, I mean, just cool. I, I, if we can find a way to sign junior up for both halves of the season, I mean, I'm sure Amy wouldn't be real happy about it, but uh, I sure would be. Well, Eric, you know, all it took to fix Fox was to inject some NBC. Yeah. Who would, who would have thought? <laughs> exactly. Right. Who would have thought? Right. <laughs> yeah. What do you think it would take to fix the truck broadcast? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> a totally new I network. Like- well, yeah, yeah, that, Sheldon Creed. that guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Ross Chastain's second win of his career. Um, first victory and first top 10 finish in seven races at Talladega super speedway. Uh, Austin Sindrick was the highest finishing rookie in 21st place. James rough day for the rooks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the day before we had the egg pro 300 with the NASCAR Xfinity series. And again, the theme of leading one lap, um, at the end, uh, Noah Gregson gets the win. He did lead seven laps on the day though. Uh, yeah. but Noah Gregson gets the win, climbs the fence and, uh, just narrow, barely beats out an Earnhardt in the number three car. Jeffrey Earnhardt That's, finishes second. Yeah. That was probably the story of the day, right? Yeah. That was, um, and I'll, I'll say this, Eric. I was not overly confident in, in Jeffrey uh, going into the day. I Me mean, he had a fast car. 
But when that race got down to the nitty gritty with five laps to go, he diced his way up. Yep. And, you know, if they would have had one more lap, he might have stole this one because he, he looked like an Earnhardt yeah. <laughs> driving uh, up there. He It, it looked good, man. Yeah, he didn't surprised. look like he had a shot toward the end. And then all of a sudden he's right all there. All of a sudden he was there. And I'm like, well, I said, that's his granddad. Right. If, if, anything, if, if he's gotten anything from his granddad sneaking up in the late laps of Talladega, that might be the one thing he's got right there because – Holy crap! Did he look like look like Grandpa? I mean, uh, three green white bit. checkers and elimination of about half the field uh, certainly helped. helped. Well, you gotta keep her clean. You yeah, keep her clean. Yeah, yeah. This one was a wreck fest, especially at the end. Oh um, my god! Tore up a lot Jeez. of equipment. Uh, yeah, it's the Xfinity Series at Talladega, right? <laughs> Good grief! <laughs> oh man, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. They were they were wrecking. I felt like they were wrecking all race long. Yeah. It just seemed like they were not going to stop wrecking. I watched this race really late on Saturday night. So my recollection of it is, is not great, but, uh, well, Ty Gibbs had a moment, um, which was interesting. Um, you know, and then the college guys had, had some problems and all of a sudden Freddie Kraft claims that as Ty Gibbs was spinning, wrecking, he was flipping the bird to Ryan Sieg. So, (laughs) Um, yeah, Ty hasn't learned anything yet. Maybe he should join, uh, join Denny. I didn't hear that story. <laughs> yeah. I that was on DBC that... this week. <laughs> well, I tell you what, the, the NBA is letting everybody flip the bird yeah. to the fans and whatever. So yeah, I mean, if it's good enough for them, I guess we can do it over here too. Yeah. Flipping the bird while he was wrecking. While he's That's wrecking. Awesome. Well, yep. well <laughs> hand out the window, flipping the bird, Freddie Crash said. So I didn't hear about that. So. Yeah. He was his what an idiot, I believe, for the week. I, on Door yeah, I don't, I don't, um, you know, I, I, <laughs> I have no reason not to believe that story. Um, I don't want Ty Gibbs to change, though. I want him to keep being a punk because it's fun. He's definitely, yeah, punks are fun. Yep. So, and I tell you what, you know, Ross Chastain's not making any friends, but he's got two wins in the Cup Series this year. So, yep. Maybe well, a little different. He'll fit in nicely with that open seat that's coming uh, to to the Cup Series. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> again, we keep we keep which, laying Easter eggs. Which open the seat? There might be a couple at Joe Gibbs Racing could, when we're done with everything. Could be, there could be three. Right. <laughs> <sighs> um, anything else worth talking about in this one? No, uh, but speak. You know, you, you, you want here's a positive, James, in this race. Yeah, go for it. Uh, three drivers failed to qualify. Two of those were Natalie Decker and Jesse Luigi, which probably eliminated at least two more wrecks in this race. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry, but, one to... sorry, but Jesse Luigi has been a dart without feathers. Well, and Natalie Decker, I mean, it's at least one wreck because it depends on how hard she hits the, hits the car in front of her right. at this point. You know, you, you, you talk about characters we love and um, I mean, Noah Gregson. Yes. You know, okay get the job done man he's he's awesome i i I love that he climbs the fence and he he looks like a hill rod and Mm -hmm. he just he fits the bill so then he went and partied it up on the boulevard oh my god bob hawker's partying up on the boulevard yes bob bob (laughs) was was partying up bob claims that he was not as drunk as he appears in the video on fox but i'm telling you i don't know man i know my friend bob pretty well I haven't seen him like that before. Let's let's put it that way. I'll tell you what. There are two. There are two ways that somebody like Bob could go. You could look at it and just be embarrassed, or you can just admire all that is he Bob. And that's it, what though. I do, man. I admire all that is Bob. Bob is the man. 
Bob's on my list of people I would love to have a beer with. At yeah. Grace. Well, he's. The, I mean, you know what right it's there, like man. now. Uh, yeah, that, <laughs> he's just <laughs> dancing. I thought so. You sent me a video over the weekend. I thought mm-hmm. we saw Bob in a candid moment, and no. turns out no. I, I think <laughs> for he had Fox. It all, I think he had it all planned out. Yeah. Yeah, that was great stuff. I will Poor say Noah, he could Noah couldn't party up too much because he had to drive the beard car. On. Well, apparently he was pretty hung over at the uh, at his driver appearance on Sunday morning. So, oh, Noah. Well, he, he was on the Chevy stage and according to some fans, he was not doing too well. Uh, well, hydrate. <laughs> right. There's a medical center there. They can get IVs in. He'll be he'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. He finished top 20. He was good. Yeah. He kept it clean. Um, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it. It. it it's time to get Noah in the cup series. Um, I'm looking forward to that. He's a great personality and he's the type of guy we need in these, in these uh, races. He's a, he's a fan favorite too, which is pretty cool. So unlike, unlike Ty Gibbs, who's polarizing, um, you know, people love Noah. Yeah. Ty Gibbs is polarizing for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you can't call it a negative for him because it, it's a positive that he's got the Gibbs name and he gets all the, you know, the help with it, but he also has to carry that on his shoulders too. So yep. I'm sure it's, it's not easy being Ty either, but right. it sure does feel right. good when you're pulling into victory lane with tons of checkered flags on your wall and all that stuff. So man, yeah, good yeah. stuff. Uh, anything else worth mentioning with Xfinity, James? Did we miss anything? No, let's no. We got other stuff to get to, buddy. We do I'm have excited. other stuff. We might as well get I'm to it. I'm not sure where you're going to go next. Let's we start. might as well get to it. Let's start with the thing that was going to be, um, the big news item of the week. Oh, we're going to save the best for last. Okay, let's go. Yeah. So I am going to, I'm just going to play the clip. This is uh courtesy of Noah Lewis. Um, one of the NASCAR reporters who recorded this audio of Kyle Busch in the media center at Talladega, uh, discussing his contract talks. Do you have any sort of time frame for when you want your plans to be decided for next year? Yesterday. You're getting <laughs> antsy about it? I'm not getting antsy about it. If it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. Goodbye. <laughs> so, goodbye is an option? Ask Joe Gibbs. Have you been knocking on his door about it? Not my problem. Is it their problem then, right? <laughs> Gotta sell it. If you don't sell it, then nothing to sell or nothing to have so it's all about the sponsor correct so there's more that goes on in this discussion and you know you can hear with him you know kind of chuckling with claire b lang this is kyle being kyle you know he's being cagey he's trying to get i think he's trying to get joe gibbs to finally put the last bit of ink on paper um because we know we're they're close uh Mm -hmm. that's what we're hearing um but uh he talked a little bit more about uh the last line he said is, well, he kind of implied that he might be done if there's basically no ride available for him. And uh, he's asked if that's really an option. And he, he, he's like, come on and like, whatever. And they ask him, well, what would you do? Would you take a different ride in another series or something? And he said he'd become Brexton Bush's truck driver. <laughs> oh my <God>. So, <laughs> but, um, is- but it's worth talking about James, because here's a guy who in, in, um, Brett Griffin talked about it on Doorbump Clear this week. Brett Griffin, of course, if people don't realize, not only is he a spotter, but he's really big into he's he's an agent for drivers. He helps sign sponsorships and all this stuff. Um, and he pointed out that when you're you're trying to fill a sponsorship that you're losing with M and M's, you're talking a you know multi million dollar sponsorship to pay probably the highest or one of the highest paid drivers in the Cup Series. Look, he's the only multi 
time champ we've got right now. Yep. Um, you probably should put a smiling face on and act grateful for what you have rather than this. <laughs> that's, not, that's not Kyle Bush. Right. It's not Kyle he's never Bush. Been great, he's never been grateful for what he has his entire life. Am I a positive person? There you go. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah. So what was, what, what's your take on this, James? Um, do I, let's, let's ask this. Let's ask this question. Do I think Kyle Bush is leaving Joe Gibbs racing? No, I have a hard time believing that. Do I think that he was asked to take a pay cut? Right. Yes, I do. And mm-hmm. I think he's a little bit salty about it. Yeah. Would be my that would be my hunch, and I don't think he likes it very much. Right? Would that be your? Was that the first thing you thought of? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, we know that driver salaries are going down, um, and they're being asked to take concessions, and we know, like I said, that Kyle Busch likely is one of, if not the highest paid drivers in NASCAR right now. Yes, because he's got a big time sponsor like his teammate Denny Hamlin too. Yeah, one of the few that has a sponsor that's on the car almost every weekend. Yes. Um and, and you know you see other brands on the car than M&Ms but a lot of those are still the same company. Yes. Um so yeah, that's interstate a big... takes interstate interstate takes a few and yep. what DeWalt takes takes a couple but yeah, yeah when, M&Ms is when, M&Ms is on that car 30 times a year. Well, and you see Pedigree and stuff like that on the car too. That's an M&Ms brand or a that's Mars M&M. brand. Yeah, oh yeah, that's all Mars. Yep. So, um yeah, that's that's not a different sponsor. That's that same sponsor that's going away. Yes. Um I don't know. I I mean, for one, I mean, where does Kyle have to go? There's not a whole that's, lot of options for him. The biggest a couple options. Well, the biggest options to me are obviously 2311 is an option. Kyle could move his, his own team up and there's a big empty vacancy in that Stuart Haas number 10 for next that's season. Right. Yep. Um, so, I mean, at this point, I can't imagine he's, he's probably had a conversation. Maybe he's really trying to, to push that last little bit. Um, Toyota wasn't thrilled with his comments. Nope. They, <laughs> they came out and said they were disappointed in those comments. Yeah. Um, he definitely, this was definitely a tactical move yeah. on his part. Um, he's always grumpy for grump's sake. I I haven't seen a driver of Joe Gibbs racing. Dis, disrespect is probably not the right word, but when he said, ask Joe Gibbs, that yeah. really caught me off guard because I, I just haven't seen one of their drivers challenge him. Maybe that's the better word. Maybe challenge the authority of, of Joe Gibbs racing like that before or at least it's been a long time uh, that that definitely caught me off guard. Cause I, he, he's definitely playing a business game here, he, but he knows he's an owner, you know, yeah. he's an owner. He knows how this kind of stuff works. And, and he made a comment about, he made a comment about the expense or the, uh, the truck series being 95% funded drivers, yep. you know, and um, he's not wrong. <laughs> 95% is probably a little 95% high. 95% daddy's money, I think, is the exact quote. Yeah, exactly. We said it, yeah. <laughs> well, he employs some of them guys. Yeah. You know, he, he knows how it goes. Um, Kyle doesn't bring that. He, you know, he believes, as Eric, as his as his best friend Brad Keselowski himself did as well, <laughs> they believe that their merits should warrant their job security. They shouldn't have to go out and find sponsors to keep their ride. They are championship level drivers who win multiple times a year in the, in the cup series. Um, Well, and let's, I mean, let's look at it from the other angle. Then if you're Joe Gibbs, 
Do you let Kyle Busch get away? This guy's won 18 seasons consecutively. He's won two championships. He's mm-hmm. still arguably at the top of his game. Um, yeah. Obviously, you got grandson Ty coming in that you're going to have to find a spot for because the kid's got a lot of talent, regardless of whether he's your kin or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you can't let Kyle go, right? Well, he's not the first pick of the of the litter that I that I'd let walk. He's the one I'd want to keep. Um, he's the leader of Joe Gibbs, right? I mean, Truex has a championship. Yeah. Truex championship came before Joe Gibbs. Yeah, then he Denny's doesn't have a title. Then he's doing his own thing with with twenty three eleven now too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kyle is the, you know, he's he's one A or one B of the best drivers that organization's ever had. Right. Um, probably is the best driver that that organization's ever had when you when you look at his complete resume with them. Um, yeah. You know, he is, he is, you know, a, a pillar in the current sport right now. He's one of the guys and it's hard to let that walk away that, you know, that being said, could die Ty Gibbs come in and fill that seat and give you 80% of Kyle Busch's production at this point. Probably that might be a little high, but yeah, I think he could. Ty's so, probably not going to get you the championship that Kyle might, but he sure as heck probably will get you wins that Kyle sure. won't. And, and I tell you what, he's going to be just as grumpy. Yeah. So, and, and it's, and it's easier to be, um, to, to deal with grumpy when they're family and right. they're cheaper. Take him behind the woodshed instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't do that when it's not your own kid. Right. <laughs> well, and let's, I mean, look at it from the, from the Stuart Haas side of things. That would be a huge win for Stuart Haas, right? Yeah, to get big Kyle Busch. Steal. And how big of a steal would that be for Ford with that truck team when Ford has like no presence in the truck series right now? That's the one where I'm wondering if there's been a conversation. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe even Harvick's looking to, you know, maybe Harvick might be done. And um, do you bring him in to, to replace Harvick as the, (laughs) you imagine imagine Harvick being part of Kyle Busch coming to. Boy, I, I, yeah. (laughs) Holy smokes. The history that that those two have. I'm, I'm telling you, Eric, that, that would be a nice transition for Stuart Haas. From a story standpoint, wouldn't it be a great story? Well, and there's great synergy there when you think of the development with the Xfinity series and truck series potential. Definitely yeah. the truck series. You know, you could start putting your drivers. Ford doesn't really have a lower level program. If they can come mm-hmm. in and steal the, they could come in and steal Toyota's best lower level program and, and put their own you know, put their own crop in there. Ford loves development. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of synergy there. So for us to, for us who love the speculation game, uh, this is, this is fun. This is a good silly season. What if uh, that, that being said, it's not happening. Yeah. No. <laughs> He'll be in that 18 car next year with whatever sponsors he's, on it. At, at bare minimum, he's getting a two year deal out of this. He's going to get like that Jimmy Johnson type deal where we're going to give you two. Uh, if you want to go more, go more. Um, but yeah. yeah, he's there's, there's just no way. I mean, Eric, Brad Kozlowski left the two. Tony Stewart left the 20. You know, Dale Jr. left the eight. Guys leave after, yeah. you know, they, they do leave. They do leave from time to time. Um, this wouldn't would shock me, though. This definitely came out of left field for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, it certainly wasn't on my radar at all. And can Kyle ever just – is he all – I mean, do I ask this every third week on here? <laughs> is he ever happy with anything? He's so grumpy. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna Fryer pressed him yeah. in that interview too to make sure, like she she asked him, like Kyle, am I ba-? basically she said, am I getting this right? Mm-hmm. And he kept on going. Yeah. 
they gave him a they gave him a couple of opportunities and he was yep still going he doesn't care he's mad he's yeah. mad he's gonna put on his he's gonna put on his pouty face and <laughs> do i don't know thing. we don't want kyle to be any different though right and we don't have no, to sign we, his paycheck so we don't care no we you, you said it about ty gibbs 20 minutes ago yeah don't change yep. kyle bush ain't changing no, we don't have to worry about that. It hasn't happened yet. It has never He's happened. It's definitely gotten worse, though. Like, he doesn't, Kyle doesn't do anything that's likable outside of, <laughs> I mean, honestly. You're not wrong. No, you're I, totally right. He doesn't go out of his way to do things that are likable. I mean, he's got his charity. Well, you, if you go watch his, his if you watch his social media, he looks like a great dad and good yeah. times and everything, you know. But he's not, that's not who he is Mm -mm. in the, you know, in in public, he's always grumpy in interviews. He won the race at at Bristol last week and he looked like he was mad, you know, because he didn't (laughs) want to be there. He's just, he's just a grouch. Yeah. Just always grouchy. He never looks like he's having fun. I will say his post-race media at Bristol, he was asked about whether he still thinks NASCAR shouldn't be racing on dirt. And he was actually, actually gave a pretty good answer. I was, I was surprised. I thought for sure he'd just say, yeah, whatever. (laughs) He seems, he seems tired of it. You know, yeah, and maybe maybe that's it. I don't know. He's uh, grumpy about being a truck owner. He's wearing T-shirts that <laughs> complain about his money. You know, it's like oh, he's always mad. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know what's the truth. And, and the the irony is that James is criticizing Kyle Busch for this because if anybody knows James, James is a grumpy fella. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah, so we am are I. No, Kyle and I are not cut from the same cloth, but we're we're definitely, you know, we're definitely made in the same factory. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, heck yeah. I I can be <laughs> I can be a curmudgeon. Curmudgeon is the word. Curmudgeon is the word. Kyle not so know, much I, a curmudgeon. Kyle's just Kyle. You know, and to let people peek behind the curtain a little bit, I do play up the curmudgeon just a little bit. No, like, he doesn't. He doesn't. You know, the, he does not play it up at all. The, it is 100% the, accurate. The true character is not that far off from what the from what the character you get. I we are going to get Erin on this podcast, and she will confirm. Oh, I am. A, oh yeah, she'll she'll <laughs> she'll, dev, she'll bury me. <laughs> Anybody who knows me will bury me because I I am a grump. Right. Um. So, you know, questions starting the weekend whether Kyle's going to continue on with Joe Gibbs, and then. Uh, Denny Hamlin decided to make everybody speculate whether he was coming back this weekend. Well, too. He, took the, he took the heat off um, <laughs> his teammate for a little bit. Uh, so if you missed it, because he has since deleted the tweet, which took way longer than I expected it was going to. Don't worry. Eric got the screenshot. Yeah. I took the screenshot to be safe because I knew it was coming down. Eric thought I'm going to need this someday to devastate this man. Yeah. So I don't want to get too much into it, but Denny basically tweeted a, a clip from family guy, um, a, an, an Asian joke, uh, and Asian, cr- Asian woman driver. Yeah. Credited it to the- Kyle Larson making his bold move at the end of the race. Um, and then immediately after replied to his tweet saying that it's okay. We're friends. I can joke about it. Um, yep. And then, uh, yeah, the tweet was deleted later that evening and Denny was sent. Denny had apologized. And then NASCAR announced earlier today that, uh, he's got to start sensitivity training and he's got to do it before this weekend's race. Or he's not racing. Uh, and Eric and I, Eric and I were messaging, but you know, Todd was included. We were la- you know, we were having a good, we were actually having a good time with it. Cause yeah. Eric called it from the beginning. Like, Oh, he's going to be in trouble. Yep. And I thought, ah, he might skate on this one. No. And then the tweets came down and I thought, <laughs> Oh, and then, then the announcement came out and I sent it to the group. There's sensitivity training. And we were all, la- you know, we had a laugh about it, but it's, 
it's um boy just dumb it's yeah. just dumb what he did you know and I, there's a lot of people defending him on twitter including mike joy at one moment till mike joy was he told that, tweet, that was a bad so, idea yeah um you know this is a tough area for me and i don't want to get into it a whole lot because on one hand there's there's we're not you and i you and i are not the keepers of woke culture right and cancel yeah. culture like right. that's not what we want to do but yeah I do think that you and I are good are good czars for what a jackass is. Right. And oh boy, did this have this had the bullseye of jackass. Oh yeah. <laughs> All over. Yeah, it. I think we can skip Jackass Corner this week because I mean oh, we pretty yeah. much have we, we've we've covered when, it. Yeah, and, and Mike Joy finished in a distant second, but <laughs> right. he was on the he was on the track with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um so I, I tweeted this earlier today and I, I want to reiterate it for the podcast. The 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 thing is is so Seth MacFarlane is a comedian. Seth MacFarlane is a guy who is an edgy comedian that has made his career being edgy. And that is his job. Denny Hamlin, I'm sorry, is not a comedian. Denny Hamlin is a race car driver whose he's job a, depends on sponsorship. He's a business partner. Yes. Depends on people paying a lot of money to put their name on his uniform and on his race car. And... I'm and sorry. He has diversity as one of the sponsors of his car. He has FedEx, you know, Bubba Wallace as a driver. Um, so, and if anybody should know better than to do something, whether you think it's right or wrong, but to do something as questionable as that, the team owner of the guy can't. who has a documentary about him on Netflix called Race. The guy who <laughs> got the Confederate flag banned, who's right. been through been through some stuff. Um Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah. I, I um, will I will note that Kyle Larson has been noticeably quiet about this. Um good on Kyle. Well, he ain't saying anything. Oh, he's not saying anything. He ain't gonna say it. He word. had himself in enough trouble a year ago for this sort of thing. Um yep. so I you know Two years ago now, gosh, yeah, it's right. been that long, yeah. Um, yeah, it just—it's it, just the not people smart. that don't understand the fact that it could be an issue is that just shows how much we still have to grow. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't—I'm not for being the PC police. I'm not for being robots, and but you got to be sensitive. And again, there's a place. As a comedian who's an edgy comedian making an edgy television show that might make that joke, or a stand-up comic standing in a you know an arena where people pay to see them be edgy might get away with something like this. But when you're a NASCAR driver with a you know a, Eric, here's, a top you know top 100 company on your race car, yeah. You know? And if you want to send, listen, man, if that's the kind of relationship you and Kyle Larson yeah. have with each other, and you want to send that to him directly. I got no problem with that. Right. That's your friend. That's your friendship. But when you are, like I said, he's a business partner. He's not just a race car driver. He's an mm -hmm. owner. He is a corporate face. Yep. When you, you know, when your driver that you employ, you know, <laughs> one of his greats, one of his great causes like Bubba Wallace or not, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, but one of his great causes and one of the things he says is that nobody should feel comfortable to be a fan of NASCAR, to be mm -hmm. at a racetrack. And 
we have gone a long way to do a lot of great things i feel like for diversity and black culture and um and getting diversity at the racetrack but um asian american experience is also very different and you can't you just it's just i mean the writing was on the wall you can't use a stereotype to make a joke in in a public place you know that's 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 my argument james i would almost say that what denny did was worse than what kyle larson did because kyle larson did what he did and totally again he didn't defend himself well he didn't he thought he was on a private channel. Yeah, right? he, was, he thought he was yeah. on a private channel. He didn't realize it was being broadcast publicly. Whereas Denny Hamlin knew damn well this, this intentionally was broadcast publicly. Yeah. So, and I, I'm not saying that Denny should be suspended or whatever, but um, I don't know. I think he got off pretty easy with sensitivity training. He and- definitely got lucky that it's just sensitivity training because this is a first time offense. Yeah. Um, and, and Denny Hamlin, to his credit, too. By bringing in Michael Jordan and that, that 2311 team is building. And that's the other thing that's so baffling to me about this, that if you watch any of that documentary on Bubba Wallace, that 2311 team is building around diversity and hiring diverse candidates for positions all throughout that organization, marketing, engineering, that they take pride in their diversity. So just because of, you know, you're, you're being diverse with one set of people you can't just go out and make a joke about another minority, you know, like right. you you're take up the cause, man. If you're going to take up the cause, take up the cause and be smart about it. It's just, listen, it's a silly thing. It's a dumb tweet. Elon Musk isn't going to allow these kinds of things very <laughs> soon. You know, it, it, it's just, it's all silly. Well, Elon Musk is all about free speech, James. We'll be good. Be, oh yeah. He'll, yeah. Then he'll have be a place no on Twitter training. for sure. Yeah, there will be no sensitivity training uh, for Denny after this. Um, it's just, it's just, I just can't, I can't describe it any more than it's just stupid. It's just so stupid. Somebody, it's unbelievably stupid. Somebody pointed out on Twitter, and I don't remember who it was. Um, I was trying to find the tweet, but um, somebody pointed out that maybe, um, maybe not just Denny should take sensitivity training. Maybe all the drivers should take sensitivity training. And, I'm telling you. I mean, most a lot of us have to do that for our jobs. Maybe they need to do it. I, that's the thing. Like that was my argument with the people that were upset that Denny had Denny's being punished. And I use air quotes because I'm like, he's getting off easy. That's, that's not a punishment. That's good for him. He's going to get some sensitivity training. It'll be good for him. Yeah. You know, something we all can use. Right. And and there's going to be, there's people out there and, and you know, Eric, I might have been one of them years ago. And and this is a, this is a joke. And this is what I, I messaged this in our group. That this clip from Family Guy, I mean, I remember it. I used to watch the show when I was right. dumb. This clip is 20 years old. Right. We don't do things the same as we did 20 years ago. And if we do, we put, you know, we put some labels on it. And yeah. that's, you know, I, boy, man, if, if you if if you don't like PC stuff, you're not going to. I feel like you're not going to like me after this conversation. <laughs> but I again, I, I just think it's just. um it's just it's just so dumb. It's like the dumbest thing I've ever seen on, yeah. on Twitter. I just cannot. I don't know. I can't believe that it. it I can't believe it happened, and it happened so fast. Mm-hmm. It was just out of control. Well, and just the fact that he doubled down on it and tripled that down on the it. Part. There were three. There were three follow up tweets in he, the thread. Yep. James. He was he was loud and wrong, and was proud of himself. And 
Eric, I, I asked you if you wanted to reenact the phone call. We don't yeah. have to do that, but I can only imagine. I can only imagine what the phone call was like after that. Those tweets were out there for what two hours. Yeah. Uh, uh, hey, Denny, this is Steve Phelps. What the hell are you doing? Right. That, that's probably the end of the phone call. And then delete those tweets and you're going to have to start sensitivity training by Friday. Yeah. That's probably how that phone call went. And then FedEx probably called and said, what is going on with you? What is going on? Yeah, this was so stupid that Denny not only is our jackass, but I'm going to take over Door Bumper Clears What an Idiot and award that to him too. He might be, <laughs> this might be the, the, the jackass of all time. Yeah, we might have to end the segment. He might have ended it. Yeah. I don't know if we can top this. I don't, I don't know that we can. New it, it re, Jackass Corner replaced news. Right. But Denny, Denny Hamlin. I don't even know what else we can say about this. Yeah. I, I guess was, Eric, I was so excited to talk <laughs> about this topic because I but you know, at the end of the day, like I don't I can't even I can't even go any farther because I don't even know what else to say. I like I thought it was funny that sites like Jayski and everybody kind of ignored it. Until the sensitivity training announcement came out, it's like, yeah, guys, oh we can't God. we can't ignore it anymore. We got to go with it. I would love to ask Bob Pockers too. Is Mike Joy going to have to issue an apology on the broadcast on on Sunday? I don't know. I hope so. I hope he's going to have to. I hope, right? I hope that he has to issue an apology on the network that airs the same show that was referenced in. The- <laughs> and, and maybe, yeah, I know. His, they, I mean, Fox, Fox airs Family Guys, so I guess Fox isn't going to make him apologize for something that they put on the air. I, I, but Mike, Mike Joy might, Mike Joy probably doesn't need to apologize because he's not the one who did the joke. He just yeah. because he, no, I think, I think, see, I'll give Mike credit because he, said it. he pulled it really quick though. Like one person replied to him and said, "Well, this is why," and he's like, "Oh, you know, you're right," because I guess James, you know benefit of the doubt and this isn't for Denny because Denny knew what he was doing but for the people that defend are defending it for one the clip has the clip had audio as well which I didn't hear at first um oh yeah yeah, yeah, worse worse with the audio because you obviously recognize yeah you you obviously recognize that it's it's a racist thing but a white person doing an Asian voice on on first right on first glance you can you might miss the joke it's not as it's not as in your face as say if it was a black joke, it it maybe isn't as obvious because like the first time I saw it, I'm like, huh, oh, oh man, <laughs> yeah, you know? it's um, it's I mean, yeah, some it, people may not even know the stereotype because yeah, it's, until... it's a racial yeah, it's a racial stereotype, and yeah, a lot of people may not not may yeah. not get that stereotype, but it's it's a stereotype. I mean, it it was made into a cartoon joke for a reason, right? Exactly, hundred percent. Yeah, and then I don't think. You know, I, I'm I'm going back on something I said. I don't think Mike Joy is probably going to have to apologize because, no. like, I because even I said, like, you know, I have a I have, you know, I have some friends who are not me, right? They're not white guys, <laughs> you know, the 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 privileged white guy that I am. Um, but I, you know, I'm not afraid to rib them with some jokes that I wouldn't put them on Twitter. I probably right. wouldn't, but you know. But again, <laughs> that's that goes back to the whole thing. Like, if if you're really good buddies with with Kyle Larson and you know, I, I, this isn't the most egregious thing I've ever seen. Just keep it to yourselves, yeah. man. You know, don't take it out in public. I it's always really kind of, I always kind of abide by the fact, like if I wouldn't say it to my mom, I probably right. wouldn't put it on social media. Well, yeah, some, of us, <laughs> some, some people of us may might. have different relationships with their mom. But some parents are different than others. I try to be respectful to my mother. So there's <sighs> a good God fearing woman. So yeah, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have done this one. Um, yeah, Dover this weekend, James. Are you excited about Dover? 
Uh, sure, new car. Yeah, I'm good with. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic to see what happens this weekend because new car Dover, on concrete. Dover's been rough the past few years, and I'm I'm hoping that this new car solves the Dover issues because I'm worried about this weekend because it just hasn't been yes. good. No. Um. With that though, we get to make our picks, and James is still ahead, but I took a significant chunk this weekend. Another chunk. Two weeks Only twenty three points. Taken. I mean, it wasn't that big. Oh yeah, Joel. Joey Logano killed me, and um, you know, you you had the winner of the Xfinity race, but I had H. Almendinger, yeah. so that was actually close, um, forty two to forty four. You got that one, and then, uh, yeah, Blaney did. Blaney didn't score a whole heck of a lot of points, Mm-mm. so didn't really kill me. So I lost, uh, lost by twenty three this week, but twenty seven back now, Eric, um, eight fifteen to seven eighty eight. So you still get the first pick. That's the beauty of the system. Yes. You get to keep get to keep chipping away at it. So NASCAR Xfinity Series is the A-Game 200, and James, I'm going to cheat a little bit this week. Ooh. I'm going to cheat, and instead of taking one pick, I'm taking four. Ooh. I'm going to pick Brett, Freddie, TJ, and Justin, and I'm going to go with Justin Allgaier in the Door Mumper Clear Car this weekend Justin at Dover. Justin <laughs> I like it. Yes, running the, the Door Bumper Gear, door, door, DBC car this weekend. Um, I just want to see him win, just to see those guys all in victory lane. So, yep. Uh, I'm going to take, um, uh, plus Justin Allgaier is good there, by the way. Oh yeah. He'll be, yeah, he'll be good. He'll be good. Sorry. Um, no, you're good, man. He's, I mean, he's the best He's probably the best pick, uh, of, of the bunch. Um, I was thinking of taking Noah Gregson. Um, hmm. I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to take Mr. Middle finger himself. I'm going to take Ty Gibbs. Nice. Did Ty run at Dover last year? Uh, I know you don't have that stat. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me, actually, (laughs) honestly. Nope. I don't have that. I have a lot of stats in front of me. I didn't grab that one. Probably won at Dover last year. (laughs) He won all over the place. Let me look here real quick. Um, Austin Sindrick won this race last year. Okay. Well, we don't worry about that. No. Yes. Because there was only one Dover race last year. There right? is only one Dover race now. Yep. We used to go here twice. Right. So Austin Cindric was the winner. Ty Gibbs finished fifth. There you go. Justin Allgaier finished third, though, just for the record. Justin Allgaier is the best driver at Dover in the series. Josh He's Berry was j- second in this one last oh, year. Oh, there you go. I didn't, even, I, was, I didn't even think about him. Yeah, me neither. Shame on me. Um, Cup Series. It is the something Dryden, Duramax Dryden 400 at Dover. Um, and I, James, I had a really tough time with this because I, I want to pick a certain way. And then I'm like, well, there's, <laughs> there's the logical choice for this track, but it's a new car. Do we really want it? So I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm going Kyle Larson for this one. Sorry. Nah, you sneaked <laughs> him out of there. Yeah. I, I gotta, to I gotta go with the, I gotta go with the favorite, even though I don't know. I'm, I'm hesitant with it. This well, weekend. you take. You take Kyle Larson. I'm going to take Alex Bowman. Nice. Yep. We go, uh, we, we pick teammates again this week. Not comfortable with Truex, huh? I don't like what I'm seeing on Martin Truex right now. Me neither. I'm, I, I, he would have been my pick, but I didn't even have him on my I li- had short him list. Pick, yeah. I picked him a few weeks back and he got me two points and he hasn't done much. So, yeah. um, I'm going to stay away from Martin Truex Jr. for a little while. Alex Bowman will be good here. Uh, this is one of his better tracks. He won here. Did he not? Yes, he did. He won here very recently. So one of the last few races. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the races where it's actually one of the tracks where he has actually led almost a hundred laps. Um, Kevin Harvick's probably our 
best driver, active driver here. Hamlin's good, but uh, yeah, I'll go Bowman. There you go. Uh, fantasy. How'd fantasy go this weekend? Oh my God. <laughs> I felt like I was doing okay. I thought and, I was doing uh, well too. And I did all right, but. But uh, yeah. So, you know, I was going to make a, I, you know, I had this whole thing I was going to say about fantasy because I had a nice little tie in about how I was Denny Hamlin and my brother-in-law, Mike was, you know, I, I, I kind of groomed him to come up to, you know, be a champion in this series and, and, you know, a win for him is a win for me. And then Denny Hamlin did what he did. And I did, it, it's all ruined. So I'm just going to skip it. Um, but so Talladega, hold on just a second. So anyway, Mike, Mike got the win Talladega fast to the grass, a uh, slim margin of victory, a bunch of people under a blanket. Eric, you were, Eric, you almost won this thing. You, you finished yeah, was, fourth, 10 points close. back. I had Ross Chastain. Back. Why did I pick Ross Chastain? I don't like he doesn't run well at these. I don't understand why I, I had Ross Chastain. I had I bet big on Ford and had Bubba Wallace in there and yeah, it bit me in the it bit me in the butt because Joey crashed and then I was actually doing really good and then Brad um but I, I didn't break my rule. I, I did not look at the live standings, but I See, had I had Brad too. I had Bubba Brad and Joey and I was doing pretty good when I when I asked Joey, but then Brad did his stuff and yep. Bubba did his yep. thing, but I had Chastain, Byron, and Dylan, so those good. were real good picks. Yeah. That's what that's yep. what got that me kept there. you. Yep, that kept you alive. And this was a low scoring week for everybody. One eighty is usually not you know what we score, but yeah. Um, but yeah, but anyway, fast to the grass, the winner, Dane the many, and uh oh, the champ is here. Third, <laughs> he's lurking. He's not out of it yet. Um, I finished um, way back. It wasn't. It wasn't. Great. <laughs> uh, Overall standings, fast. Eleventh, James. You, you got to say eleventh. Eleventh of twelve. Not good. <laughs> Basically last. Yeah. Um, fast to the grass is our points leader. He's got a nice, nice margin over Green Eggs and Hamlin, and then Justin seven one three is third, and then we have a tie for fourth. I am fourth with Hot Rod Todd. Tandem draft Tona is actually right there, and then Eric, you're in seventh. I'm within reach of you. Yeah, it a got ways close, off, but I'm in. I had reach, a, I had a, reach. Yeah. I had a good start to my season, but the last two weeks have been um, been pretty hurt, pretty harmful on my standings. So, God, I'm glad to get past Talladega. I thought that was going to be a chance for me to make up some ground, but going to have to try again this week. I want to note one other thing that I forgot to mention from the races this weekend. This was mentioned by a caller on Dave Moody's show yesterday, and he kind of blew it off, but I thought it was interesting. So the the two races this weekend, we had a in the Xfinity race, we had the Junior Motorsports Dale Earnhardt owned car win the race. Noah Gregson. Mm-hmm. We had Jeffrey Earnhardt finish second in the number three mm-hmm. um, Richard Childress racing car. Mm-hmm. The Cup Series, we had Ross Chastain win in the one car, which formerly was the Chip Ganassi one car, which formerly was the DEI one car owned yes. by Dale Earnhardt. And we had Austin Dillon finish second in the Cup race in the three Richard Childress mm-hmm. racing car. That's right. So just an interesting Earnhardt weekend at Talladega. Yeah. As it, as it mean, should be. Dale Jr. in the booth, right? Right. So, yep. All makes sense. Yeah. Synergy. Yep. Uh, any shout outs this week, James? Um, Boy. <laughs> I'm Because I'm <at, laughs> we don't have a jackass corner this week. <laughs> um, it's already done. I'm trying to think of... Uh, um. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll do this really quick because uh, I saw it. Marty Smith is actually writing about NASCAR again. Nice. I saw that today. Uh, he's got uh, it's called Sunday Money on his network, Outsider. 
So if you want to read a little bit of Marty Smith, um, go there. Cool. Gotsire.com. That's awesome. I'll have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, it was he he his fingers work. I was I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, my fingers don't work anymore. So <laughs> mine still do. Yeah. Um, now nah, I, I don't write much anymore either. I mostly read. Um, so I'm going to give a shout out just cause it popped up on my Twitter feed as I was looking for Denny Hamlin stuff. Uh, we haven't shouted out the orange cone in a while. He's been semi quiet on Twitter, uh, a little busy okay. with his Arca job, but, uh, he tweeted about an hour ago, uh, something that fits with the Denny Hamlin stuff and probably the other things that people are saying. His line is, just because many people say something doesn't mean it's true. Many people are, in fact, idiots. <laughs> so good on the orange cone. <laughs> uh, yeah, no jackass this week, James. We, we already got that it's done. It's over. Yep, it's yep. over. Yep. Yeah, we might have to change that segment for the future. So. I, yeah, I think, I think it might be retired, Eric. I don't know. But there's, you know... That's the great thing about this country and this world. <laughs> There's always a jackass lurking. Yeah, we'll have more jackasses. I don't know how we're going to top this. <laughs> no. I really don't. Uh, I really don't. Well, James, if somebody wants to tweet a racist tweet at you during the week, <laughs> uh, if Denny Hamlin wants to reach out to you and uh, address him being the jackass this week, how can you do it on Twitter? You can do it at Elon Musk <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> no, at James Cush on Twitter. Yeah, uh, until uh, Elon ruins Twitter and shuts it down, uh, you can find me at T Super Speedway on Twitter. You can find the podcast on Facebook, uh, regardless of what Elon does, at facebook.com slash the super speedway. Our website is the super speedway.com. You can find old episodes of the podcast, show notes, click, uh, click links to articles we discussed, uh, past race coverage, all that stuff can be found there. Uh, the super speedway.com. You can find the podcast in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Facebook. Dover Raceway, Motor Speedway, whatever the heck it's called now, uh, this weekend. Uh, we'll be back next Over weekend. Over Downs. There you go. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, we'll be back next weekend to discuss it, break it all down, and uh, see who else might be an idiot because uh, we're trending that direction. Uh, until then, everybody, let's go racing. Uh-huh.